0: your host Paul again for the next hour we're going to be talking sports and having fun doing it I want all your ideas all your opinions and all your beliefs of course as always you'll get a heavy dose of my opinion if you have an opinion number to call 646-727-3070 that's 646-727-3070 you can listen to the show blogtalkradio.com slash PCAN. send messages to the show on Twitter at go for a Gant. also also it's up on the website sports again com great show lined up for you today talking all things nfl playoffs wild card weekend in full effect hall of famer willie rope is expected to join us talk a little wild card football wild card get started the playoffs get started, I should say. This weekend should be fun, as always. And, and so a lot to get to. And, and let me start here. As we go into the playoffs, I, I look at both sides, look at the NFC, look at the AFC, look at the teams, and, and I say, okay, who has the best chance to – you know, who, who are the top, who are the bottom, who have – legitimate shot to make it to the super bowl who doesn't so on and so forth and i look at the afc first and to me in the afc it comes down to two teams it comes down to pittsburgh and new england those are the two best teams in the afc and i think those two teams are head and shoulders above everybody else. I know Kansas City beat New England in the first game of the year. I know Jacksonville beat Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh earlier in the season. I get all that. I understand all that. But I feel like when looking at the AFC playoffs, it comes down to two teams, two heavyweights, two teams with Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Big Ben Roethlisberger with the Steelers, he's a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. Of course, Tom Brady, he's a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. So I look at those two teams, and I say in the AFC, it's going to come down to those two teams. All all the teams playing a wild card weekend, they can't beat those two teams. Jacksonville, you know, with the way they get after the quarterback, you know, you always give them a shot. But again. I don't think they can go into Pittsburgh or go into New England and, and beat the Patriots or the Steelers. Kansas City got off to a great start, struggled midway, finished fairly strong. This is a football team where, you know, they, there are some explosive players in Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, but at the end of the day, you know, they, they started off hot. They started off fast. Alex Smith was playing like a totally different quarterback, a guy that we didn't recognize. And then reality happened. Reality happened. Then he woke up, essentially, and you know, having getting off, you know, got off to that great start. But then from there, the Chiefs, Chiefs as a whole, got off to a great start. But from there, struggled some. Play, you know, had a four-game winning streak at one point. Lost five, excuse me, lost six of uh, seven games at one point. But they finished strong. They won their final four. Who they beat? Not really the who's who's in this league. Oakland, not very good. The Chargers, easily could have been a playoff team. That's a good victory. Miami, not a good football team. Denver, not a good football team. And that game didn't even matter, as Alex Smith didn't play. Pat Mahomes played, and the Chiefs basically Back their starters for that particular game. So I look at the AFC, and the AFC to me is pretty simple. It's going to come down to Pittsburgh and New England and Foxborough. And I think at that point we'll see what's going to happen. But I got to be honest with you, even though the Steelers lost that game to the Patriots in Pittsburgh. I walked away from that football game thinking the Steelers were still the better football team. I I, I, I walked away thinking the Steelers were still the better football team. And again, we'll see what happens, but it's, it's going to come down to those two teams. And whatever happens between those two teams is whatever happens between those two teams. But if you're talking to me now, you know all you know every, everybody healthy and everything is everything I, I I like the Pittsburgh Steelers to win that particular football game. We're not there yet we're, we're far away from that, but that's how I feel about that situation but again as I look at Wildcard weekend and the AFC to me, there's not a team playing in wildcard weekend that can make a run to the Super Bowl. I don't see it. NFC totally different story. Totally different story in the NFC. First and foremost, it's so funny. Nick Foles and Case Keenum are the starting quarterback for the top two teams in the NFC. I don't think. I, I think if I if we said that or if if anybody said that was going to be a possibility, I, I would told you you were crazy. I I would have told you that. I got some land in the West Indies. I would have said that for sale for free. I would tell you all these different type of crazy stories. If if Case Keenum and Nick Foles were the two starting quarterbacks for the top two teams in the NFC, it's crazy. But injuries happen, stuff happens. And you look at the number one seed at Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, this is a football team coming into this These playoffs, there are a lot of questions about, a lot of questions. The the, the biggest question is at the quarterback position. Nick Foles, his first start against the New York Giants, threw four touchdowns, played some good football. After that, the struggle was real against the Oakland Raiders. The struggle was real. And, And he played only a quarter against the Cowboys, but, again, the struggle was real the key for the philadelphia eagles in my mind you got to be able to run the football jay giant legaron you got to be able to run that football if you can do that it will help and obviously if you're running the football it gives nick Foles opportunities or play action opportunities which gives him a chance to 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 you know get get a little comfortable you know, obviously, play action, especially when you're running a football, can be a, a big-time thing. But you want to give him those opportunities, those chances. So, I look at the Philadelphia Eagles, and also, you wonder about the defense. Defense had a lot of success early. Struggled near the end. Struggled against the Rams, struggled against the Giants. Play better against the Raiders, and they single-handedly won that game against the Raiders. Now, I don't think they have to single-handedly win any of these games in these playoffs, but I do think they have to play a prominent role. I think they definitely have to play a prominent role because I look at this team, and and I'm looking at Nick Foles, and you look at that one year when Nick Foles went absolutely crazy. Chip Kelly's system. He went crazy. The numbers that he put up were ridiculous. 27 touchdowns, only two interceptions. Ridiculous. The numbers were crazy. Ridiculous. And so those numbers were crazy. Those numbers were ridiculous. And those numbers were big time. But I I don't he's not that guy. He's not twenty-seven and two. You know that 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 was an outlier. That was not who he really is. Because you look at Nick Foles and you look at his career after that season, he came back to, to life. Not to life, he came back to earth. The following year in eight games with the Eagles, and I will say this, at the time he went out, when he went out, the Eagles were 6-2. and Just saying. But Nick Foles, 13 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. You know, he he was throwing interceptions. He wasn't the same guy. Then he goes to St. Louis, and he wasn't the same guy either. You know, seven touchdowns, only 10 interceptions. He was awful. But, based off of what we've seen over the years, it seems a lot of guys were awful in Jeff Fisher's system. It seems a lot of guys were awful. I mean, you look at Jared Goff, and I know he was a rookie, but his rookie year was awful, and you had people wondering whether or not Jared Goff could actually could actually be a boss. I think that was the thought process, and a lot of had a lot of people thinking whether or not Jared Goff could be a bust in this league. And so, and that was with Jeff Fisher under Jeff Fisher and, and playing in that Jeff Fisher offense. But you know, so Foles struggle, golf struggle, heck, Case Keenum struggle playing with Jeff Fisher is it it them or is it Jeff Fisher who knows but I will say this: I will say this Nick Foles wasn't the same guy after 27 and two now he's not 27 and two I think he's more of the 13 and 10 guy yeah I think he's more of a guy that's gonna you know he's gonna have some turnovers And he's going to make some plays, and he's going to give up some plays. But I think the key is for Nick Foles, he has to play clean. He has to play clean games. And I think – and it's going to be interesting. Because if you're Doug Peterson now, you have to come up with a a, a game plan that protects your quarterback. You have to come up with a game plan that puts Nick Foles in a position to be successful. Hey – we know where Doug Peterson comes from. He comes from that Andy Reid tree. And that Andy Reid tree, those guys, Andy Reid, he loves to throw the football. He gets pass happy. I've seen it over the years. The guy gets pass happy. I think it's incumbent upon Nick Foles, Doug Peterson, Frank Reich, uh, John Filippo, everybody in that offensive room, in that quarterback room, and that, you know, devising the game plan. I think it's very important that they devise a game plan that allows Nick Foles to be successful. They must do that. Will they do that? As a lifelong Eagles fan, man, I hope so. But it's very difficult. But I will say that. And, and just looking at the NFC and, and, you know, how wide open it is in the NFC, you look at first and foremost Philadelphia, they have home field advantage. And that defense, well, it only gives up, what, about 14 points at Lincoln Financial Field. So that defense has played well at home. This team has played well at home. Granted, most of that was with Carson Wentz. And when Carson Wentz went down, not to change the when he went down as a lifelong Eagles fan, I just it just knocked the wind out of you. It, 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 it just but here's because here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's not many times where a team is going to have an opportunity to be 13 and 3, to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. That doesn't happen all the time, unless you're Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, but that's, again, an outlier on some level. But there's not many times where you're going to have that opportunity. I believe the last time the Eagles had home field advantage throughout the playoffs was in 2004, and that was the year they went to the Super Bowl. But that was many moons ago, about 13, 14 years ago. So that's a long time, a very long time. So – it's been a long time since the Philadelphia Eagles have had home field advantage, but they have an opportunity. They have the advantage now, but do they have the talent? And I think do they have the talent in the quarterback room? That that's the issue. That's the situation. That's the dilemma. That is the conflict. That. And so, sixteen in the NFC. Minnesota playing some big time football. In order for them it's well, well let's 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 say hypothetically the top seeds hold serve in Minnesota and Philadelphia or in the NFC title game. That's a team, a don't team and again we might be making too much of that, but it's a team that, you know, Case Keenum is their quarterback, and I and I know Case Keenum is playing well. I, I know he's having a big time year, but he's still Case Keenum. So, you know, you're coming to Lincoln Financial Field could be a totally different story. We just look around. The Saints are a football team I, that I look at, and I'm saying, okay, this is a team that's built to win in cold weather. You know, we we know the history of the New Orleans Saints, but that is just history and the the guys that were there aren't there today the team that they had is not here today this saints team is 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 built to win in a cold weather situation with a kamara alvin kamara with the mark ingram they're built to win in cold weather the carolina panthers with cam newton a running quarterback and, and a defense that has improved throughout the course of this season and a defense that's playing fairly well. You you would think that that particular team could and be willing and ready, you know, be able to go into a a, a Philadelphia and, and get a victory. Because again, they're built with their quarterback who can run the ball, who's, who's big and strong. They're built, I believe, to to win in a cold weather situation. You look at the Atlanta Falcons, and the Atlanta Falcons are an interesting football team to me. Like it's you know, you look at them last year. Look at look at Matt Ryan last year, thirty eight touchdowns. This year, twenty touchdowns. That's 18 touchdowns. That's a huge difference. That's that's a huge drop off. The Falcons, even though they're here, I don't believe. I I don't believe, and I think they're done when it, when they play the Los Angeles Rams. I don't I don't think they get past the Los Angeles Rams. But the Falcons to me and the Rams. That's my dark horse. I, I don't know if they're a dark horse with the wide open NFC, but the Rams. Their ability to run the football, the explosiveness that they have on the offensive side of the ball with Watkins and Woods and Gurley and Goff, you know, the, they are a team that, from my standpoint, are, are a team that can get to Minnesota in the Super Bowl. They they can get to the Super Bowl. I, I think they're a Super Bowl, they're a Super Bowl team how prolific they are on the offense, their ability to run the football, their defense isn't bad. I mean, so they're a team from from my standpoint that I feel like could possibly make a run in these playoffs. In the AFC, for me, it comes down to Pittsburgh and New England. In the NFC, it's tricky. As I've said, it, it, it's tricky. I look at it, and I guess if you were going to put a gun to my head, it's hard, it's hard. First, before I I give a prediction, first and foremost, let me go back for a moment. If Carson Wentz was healthy. To me, the Philadelphia Eagles are in the Super Bowl. There's no argument. There's nothing really to talk about. But he's not. So we have to talk about it. We, we have to talk about it. If you put a gun to my head now before the playoffs start and you look at the AFC, i say the Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe the Pittsburgh Steelers are the best team coming into these playoffs. I believe, I, I feel like they're the best team. So if you ask me, from the AFC, who's going to the Super Bowl, I would have to say the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I was—I can say that confidently, I believe. I, I, I'm saying that confidently. In terms of the NFC, and I got to – it's so hard, man. It's so hard. My heart lies with the Philadelphia Eagles. Born and raised in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Playground where I spend most of my days. At Philadelphia, the Eagles. It's my heart. My heart says Philadelphia. My mind says something else. It's kind of like R. Kelly. It's kind of like R. Kelly. My mind is telling me no. But then he says body or something. I will say my heart. My mind is telling me no, but my heart, my heart is telling me yes. So, guess what? I think Nick Foles, I think that Philadelphia Eagle defense will come together. I think this football team will come together. I think home field advantage will be very important and play a pivotal role in these playoffs. I think it's going to be very important for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's very important that they have uh, uh, the home field events throughout the course of the playoffs. I believe that's going to be the difference. I believe coming into Lincoln Financial Field is gonna be a tough proposition for any of these five other teams in the NFC. I believe it's gonna be a tough proposition for all those teams. Who would I like to come to, into Lincoln Financial Field if we're talking from an equal standpoint? The Atlanta Falcons, because this is a football team that just, they don't have it this year. You know, you, you look at, and and here's, you know, here's the thing about football. Some years you have it, whether it's injury free, whether it's whether it's, you know, great chemistry, guys having career career years. Some years you have it, and some years you don't. And I look at the Atlanta Falcons. Last year, they had it. Last year, Matty Ice was just putting up big-time numbers. Last year, Devontae Freeman was putting up big-time numbers. Last year, and this year, and any year, Julio Jones was putting up some crazy numbers. I mean, Matt Ryan last year almost threw for 5,000 yards and had 38 touchdowns and only seven interceptions last year. Last year, on the defensive side of the ball, Nick Beasley had 15 and a half sacks. So last year, when you look at the Atlanta Falcons, it was just their year. Last year. Everything is everything. And guys have big time year. Guys had big-time years, career years. The Falcons last year, you know, Freeman, career high in rushing yards last year. He was big-time. Like I said, Big Beasley, 15 and a half sacks. He was big-time. He put up big-time numbers. He did big-time things. Last year, Matty Ice, 38 touchdowns, career high, 49-44, 4,944 yards, career high, only seven interceptions, a career high low. So he had a career here. So he had a big-time year. Sometimes you have teams that just have big-time years who are peaking, who are ripe, who are ready to win a Super Bowl. And you're up 28-3 in the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots. That was your year. And the Falcons' year was last year. That was their year. they didn't get it done. And unfortunately for them, they're not going to get it done this year. That's simple. You even look at the Carolina Panthers. You know, Cam Newton, you know, a couple of years back had a huge year. You know, an be, you know, big time year. He got his boys beat and all the way to the Super Bowl. And he had a big year. And you were expecting the way the Carolina Panthers steamrolled to the playoffs in that particular season, I believe it was, 20, what was that, 2015 Peyton Manning's last year. The way they steamrolled through the playoffs, the way it steamrolled through the regular season, 15-1, the way Cam Newton played and how special he was that particular year, and he was special. His numbers were amazing. He was doing some crazy things, giving a lot of footballs away, you know, and doing some amazing, amazing things. 35 touchdowns through the air, another 10 touchdowns on the ground. I mean, it was just a Herculean like effort by Cam Newton. It was a ridiculous year. It was just a, it it just was stat stuffing that particular season. And you thought all that stat stuffing would lead to them winning the Super Bowl. It didn't. They lost to the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl. I look at the Carolina Panthers now. I don't believe they get past Wild Card Weekend. Saints beat them twice and, and kind of beat them kind of, you know, kind of easily in those two games. First game, Cam Newton was a turnover machine. You know, turning the football over, being reckless with the ball, not making the, enough plays, so on and so forth. That was in Carolina. You go to the Dome, later in the season, in New Orleans, and the New Orleans Saints beat up on the Panthers again. Ingram was able to run the ball well. Saints had over 100 yards rushing combined. At one point, they were up 31-14. to 14. So they were dominant in both games. I don't know if this is going to be any different. I don't know if this game on Saturday is going to be any different. I don't see how it is going to be any different. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see, and I don't believe the New Orleans, the Carolina Panthers are good enough. So the last two teams, to make it to the Super Bowl, the Falcons and the Panthers. Both of those football teams, in the years they went to the Super Bowls, you know, going into that game, you thought Carolina was going to win, and then Atlanta was up 28-3 to in the third quarter, and you thought they were going to win. So in those two, you know, instances, those two games, I mean, Those two years, you thought those two teams, you know, had great opportunities to win Super Bowls, especially when the Falcons up twenty-eight to three. But anyway, I believe those two teams go out this weekend. I believe the Rams go, you know, go and, and handle their business against the Falcons, and I believe that the Saints are going to handle their business against the Carolina Panthers, and the both of those teams will be going home. And the Saints, again, very dominant over the Carolina Panthers. And I know it's very difficult to be a team three times in one year, but I also believe that sometimes teams just have their number. And I think when it comes to this year and this season, I believe that the New Orleans Saints have their number. They have a perfect combination of running the football with Kamara and Ingram and, in- and Kamara out of the back and his playmaking ability. You know, the, the New Orleans Saints are a team that I believe, you know, obviously can, couldn't make it to the Super Bowl. They're that good, obviously. I don't think they will. But I do think they'll win, you know, this weekend. I, I do think they'll get it done this weekend. So we'll see. That's going to be fun because it's, it's the NFC and it's the playoffs, baby. And it's going to be fun not because of the NFC but because of the playoffs. But you look at the AFC. In the AFC, again, none of these teams playing walk. Going back to the NFC, if I look at the two teams who I believe are going to win, I believe those two teams also have an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. I do not see that at all in the AFC with any of these teams playing this weekend. I don't see it with Buffalo. I don't see it with Kansas City. I don't see it with Jacksonville. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it with those two teams, those four teams, excuse me, in the AFC. I don't see it. I don't see the Titans, I don't see it. I think the Titans are a football team. They're happy to be there. They're happy to be here. You know, the, 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 the Buffalo Bills, they're happy to be here. And it's great. It's great to have the Buffalo Bills back into the playoffs. I think it's great. It, it, it's great. Because they haven't been here in a long, long time—18 years, you know, longest streak. What professional and, and, and pro sports at this point? I mean, but it, it, it was a long time coming, and they're here. Now the problem is they're here, but they may not be without—they may be without their best player, and that's LaShawn McCoy. So not having LaShawn McCoy, a playmaker, a big-time running back you know, uh, one of the the most talented, like I said, the most talented player, the best player on their roster. And he's not going to be able to play, and that's huge. That's going to be very difficult to replace. Because you have chances and opportunities to run against this Jacksonville defense. As good as they are rushing a passer, they do give us some things on the ground. 21st against the run. So you have chances to run against this football team. You, You can make some noise against this football team on the ground. He most definitely can, and we'll see if they do. But the issue is your best player won't be in the building, may not be in the building. And if he is in the building, he may not be 100%. So with all that being said, and, you know, I went to Rell Casey. I'm not in love with Blake Bortles. I'm not, but I feel like Blake Bortles will do enough. I feel like Jacksonville will do enough defensively to get this victory. And one thing about Blake Bortles, you know, we can talk about his inability to make a lot of plays, but if you look at his numbers, not that bad. I Obviously, he's not – we're not saying this guy is Carson Wentz or, or, or Peyton Manning or anybody like that. Not Peyton Manning. Uh, Tom Brady, I should say. Anybody like that. But – His numbers aren't awful they're not awful 21 touchdowns 13 picks not awful and he's a guy here's the thing do I really feel comfortable putting the ball in the hands of Blake Bortles no and you know you look at this guy he had eight interceptions all the way up to the final two games of the year. And then the final two games of the year, three picks against the 49ers and two picks against the Titans. So five interceptions in the last two weeks. He's not coming into the playoffs playing his best ball. He's not playing his best ball right now because his best ball was earlier in the year. But I feel like he can do enough to beat the Buffalo Bills. I I don't think it's going to be enough to get past this point but i believe it will be enough to you know i I, let me rephrase that i think it will be enough to get past this point but i think i don't think it will be enough to get past the next point and that's the divisional round that's what i don't see so but I and, and then you look at the other game got the titans and the chiefs and again you look at the Chiefs, or a football team, like I said earlier, got off to an amazing start, 5-0. Alex Smith was just throwing a rock everywhere, up and down the field, throwing it long, throwing it short, throwing it all over the field, things we haven't seen from Alex Smith he was doing earlier in the year. And then things changed, and, you know, he, he, he went back to being the guy. He went back to reality. He went back to being the guy that he thought we we thought he was. He went back to being that guy. And like I said earlier, it was good. It was great. He's playing some big time football, chiefs are winning. Life was good. And you know it started to change. And this guy, and here's also the thing about Alex Smith. This team don't turn the football over. And the the numbers are good. 26 touchdowns, five interceptions. And to his credit, his team did finish the season very strongly, but against, you know, not the greatest talent or not the greatest teams in football. You know, Miami, Chargers, Raiders, and the Broncos. He He didn't play against the Broncos. But all those games were against teams, non playoff teams. Against playoff teams, well, they beat New England, they beat Philly, and they beat two playoff teams. They beat New England first game of the year. They they got their playoff victories or, or, or victories against playoff teams first two weeks of the season. After that, nah was it so i i think tennessee is a team that's happy to be here and tennessee is a team that limped to the finish they limped to the finish you know it 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 took victory against the jaguars to get here but they limped and that was a game that really was meant nothing to the jacksonville jacksonville jaguars so they limped into these playoffs and so this is a football team i think that's just happy to be here barriota has some ups has some downs i just don't think they're ready this year i don't think they're ready to make a deep run into these playoffs i think the highlight of their season is getting here the buffalo bills i believe the highlight of their season is getting in Jacksonville Jaguars on some level. I believe a highlight of their season is getting here. I just think Jacksonville is slightly better than the Buffalo Bills. For the Kansas City Chiefs, they got some work to do. The, the, a highlight for them is not getting to the playoffs. You know, on some level, it's kind of expected. So that's not a highlight for them. Andy Reid, a guy who's had some struggles in these pl- the playoffs over the years. In kansas city you know this guy hasn't been you know he's had some struggles in the playoffs had some struggles you wonder what the reaction would be if the chiefs don't make the playoffs this year i mean excuse me don't win in the playoffs this year because this is a game that they should win the kansas city chiefs should be able to win this game they should be able to win this game now we'll see what happens and see if they can but they should be able to and this is a team last year you know won their division got a bye and lost the home playoff game to the steelers so this is a team the year before that, in the playoffs, had a big time lead against the uh, the, the Colts, and oh, that wasn't no, that. wasn't that year. I'm sorry, that was the year before that. But this was a team in 2015 got to the playoffs, and again, could not make any noise. Couldn't make any noise. And now, and then the year before that, and that was the Colts. That was the year. That wasn't the Colts. So the Colts was uh, that must have been twenty thirteen. Didn't think it was that long ago. That was the Colts game where they they had the big lead against the Colts, coughed it up, and lost. Andy Reid now. This is a guy as successful as he has been in his coaching career. This is a guy who has not who has not gotten past divisional round with the quarterback not named Donovan McNabb. So this is a guy who is had a lot. To, don't, don't get me wrong. Andy Reid. Is Andy Reid a Hall of Fame quarter, uh, coach? Is Andy Reid a Hall of Fame coach? I mean, he's had a lot of success. Won 183 ball games, almost 200 games, possibly at some point in time if he continues. He probably will get that. Had a lot of success in Philly, but ultimately couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done in Philly. And at this point in Kansas City, 2013, they made the playoffs. 2014, they did not. In 2014, excuse me, 2013, you know, you lost to the Chiefs. Uh, Not the Chiefs. Lost to the Colts in a game that you should have won. 2015, you know, you, you get to the divisional round and you lose. Last year, you lose to the Steelers. In the divisional round, at home. So you had a home playoff game in the divisional round, and you lose. And the thing is, with this Kansas City Chiefs football team over the years, as good as they have been, the reality is, I don't think anybody has, you know, thought this team could make a run to the Super Bowl with Alex Smith as their, their quarterback. I, I don't think anybody could believes that the Kansas City Chiefs can make it to the Super Bowl without Smith as their quarterback. I don't, I don't think that, you know, earlier in the year, we, we thought it was a possibility. We thought there was a chance. We thought it possibly could happen. And I don't think anybody, anybody can say that this team is Super Bowl caliber without Smith. This one of the reasons they drafted Pat Mahomes because I think Amy Reed knows And I think the organization knows Alex Smith can only take you so far. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of teams in this league who would love to have the services of Alex Smith. He's no, he doesn't stink. He's good. He's good. But he's just that. He's good, but he's not good enough. He's not good enough. To his credit, when he was with the 49ers, and he got them to the NFC title game that year, I believe, 2011. You know, that was a game against the Giants in the NFC Championship game for action. That was a game that they should have won. And the reason that they lost, it wasn't on him. It wasn't on him. Um, but you, you just look at this football team, Alex Smith-led football team, and to me, Alex Smith, or Alex Smith-led football team is only going to take you so far. And I think we've seen that in San Francisco, and that's one of the reasons they went to Colin Kaepernick. And it, it's funny, Smith has actually had a better run than Kaepernick after that you know, move was made and everything. But that's why he was replaced in San Francisco for Colin Kaepernick, and that's why Pat Mahomes... Is going to ultimately replace him at some point in time. Maybe last year, might be next year, probably next year, unless Alex Smith does something great in these playoffs. But I don't expect it. I do expect him to win and beat the Titans, but that's about as far as it goes. So just so we're clear, KC in LA on Saturday, Jacksonville, New England on Sundays. I'm rolling with all the home teams this week. I think Tennessee is just happy to be here. For Kansas City, it's more than that. For Atlanta and Los Angeles, Atlanta last year was their year. This year is not their year. Their offense is not the same. They they just don't have the same mojo, the same energy, the same momentum that they had last year. So I believe the Rams will win that one on Sunday. Without Lashawn McCoy, it's going to be, you know, we'll we'll see what Lashawn McCoy might be or if he will play. But Lashawn McCoy, if he plays, he might not be hundred percent. Without Lashawn McCoy being hundred percent, it's going to be very difficult for me to pick the Buffalo Bills against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Carolina-New Orleans, New Orleans dominated Carolina through this reg- in the regular season. And I know it's a whole different game. It's the playoffs at this point in time, but I just think New Orleans is better. I think New Orleans has Carolina's number, and I think New Orleans will win that particular game. We'll see. But uh, here's the thing. A lot of good football this weekend. Let's Brady, Belichick, Kraft. And we got this ESPN article that dropped today about these three guys and and, and the possibility of the end, you know, Josh McDaniels, he might get a job, offense coordinator, Matt Patricia, well, Matt Patricia's defensive coordinator, he might get a job, Josh McDaniels, who's, McDaniels, who's the offense coordinator, he might get a job as well. So both of those guys might be out the door. Tom Brady, still Brady, still special, still amazing, still big, still big time. Well, let me, let me say something. I want to go to Josh McDaniels for a moment. I got getting a little sidetracked, but I got to talk about this. Josh McDaniels is somehow this quarterback guru, and I get it, whatever. But it's very easy to be a quarterback guru when Tom Brady's your quarterback. It's very difficult to be a quarterback guru when Kyle Orton's your quarterback. So when he was in Denver and he had Kyle Orton, was he a quarterback guru? And now he has Tom Brady and had Brady over the past couple of seasons. You know, we're we're calling this guy a quarterback guru, whatever. Whatever. Let's move on. So we have this whole situation, this whole article, you know, just kind of summarizing it, basically saying Brady, you know, really didn't, not necessarily wasn't happy to have Jimmy Garoppolo in the building. We all know that Garoppolo was going, or, or we thought he was going to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady, a la a, a Brett Favre Aaron Rodgers situation, a la Joe Montana, Steve Young situation. And, and in those situations, just like those situations where, as I said in the article, Montana and Young weren't all that cozy with each other. Favre and Rodgers weren't all that cozy with each other. And Tom Brady wasn't interested in in, in mentoring Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. Can't even talk right now. But anyway, so Brady wasn't interested in in mentoring Jimmy Garoppolo, and those other guys weren't interested in mentoring those other guys, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, mind you. Rodgers is going to be young, is. So very interesting. But anyway, you thought – With Tom Brady being advanced age, his 40s, you thought obviously the next guy to take over and be the next Patriot quarterback would be Jimmy Garoppolo. You thought he would be next. You thought he would be the guy who would take over for Tom Brady. He's 40 years old. He's 41 next year. At some point, the wheels got to fall off. Nature says that the wheels gotta fall off at some point. Hasn't fallen off for Tom Brady. This guy is still going, still flowing, and still playing some big time football. Easily could be the MVP and was what first team All Pro. Ain't first team All Pro today, so he's big time. But at some point in time, and here's the thing: when when Steve Young replaced. Montana, Montana still could play, but not at the level that Tom Brady's playing. When Aaron Rodgers, you know, eventually replaced Brett Favre, Brett Favre could play, not at the level of Tom, that Tom Brady's playing. And so that's always the dilemma. You got a guy that's still playing some big-time football. You got a guy coming off a Super Bowl victory. You got a guy that's still special and, and a guy who has an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl with a team that has home field advantage throughout the course of these playoffs. So you have a chance and an opportunity to do some amazing things. If you're the New England Patriots and you still could win another Super Bowl. So how could you replace a Tom Brady at that point, if he were to win another Super Bowl this year, how do you do it? Even if he gets back to the Super Bowl, do you replace a Tom Brady if he gets back to the Super Bowl and loses? That's difficult too. So it's always a difficult – they have a difficult situation. And at some point, you would have to have paid Jimmy Garoppolo. You would have to have given him some money. That's the reality of the situation. You know, the the, the article talks about this, this unit of Belichick, Kraft, and, and Brady, you know, not being all on the same page. This article talks about Brady – excuse me, Belichick, you know, being told by Bob Kraft that he must move on and trade Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. It really didn't make sense for the Patriots to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, he played well when Brady was out. You know, played decently. And obviously he played well in San Francisco when given an opportunity. Play well. So I'm like, you know, and, and you give him up. And so whatever, but – It does seem suspicious. It does seem strange that you would give up a guy that you're very high on and and a guy that you believe will replace a guy, Hall of Fame quarterback, obviously, in Tom Brady. Maybe the greatest of all time is Tom Brady. But at some point, the wheels fall off. At some point, guys start – they get old they start playing like they're old. Tom Brady hasn't started – to play like he is old. He's not. He hasn't. And, he, and he's playing some great football. He's still playing like one of the greatest court, or one of the best quarterbacks in this game. That's the way he's playing. So it's very difficult to move on from a guy who's playing that well. But at the same time, you have to be mindful of the future. And here's the thing, and, and what makes this very difficult, we've seen it in other sports where 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 the older guy takes the back seat to the younger what guy we saw it in, in, in the NBA with San Antonio Spurs where David Robinson took a back seat to Tim Duncan let him let him do his thing and it led to success and ultimately it led to a title. But here's the thing in the NFL if you're taking a back seat at the quarterback position, you're going to the bench. They're not doing two, they're not doing two quarterback systems in the NFL. Well, they're not alternating quarterbacks in the NFL. So as a quarterback in the National Football League, if you're not playing, you're going to the bench and you're not playing. So that's the reality of the situation. And you're you're not going to be playing if you're taking a back seat as the quarterback. It's a little different with the running back if you're taking the back. seat as a running back, you're, you're still probably going to get some carrots. As a quarterback, you're getting nothing as that, except a clipboard. So when you look at it in other sports like the NBA, yes, David Robinson took a back seat to Tim Duncan, but David Robinson was still playing. Tom Brady, if he were to take a back seat to Jimmy G, wouldn't be playing. So it's always difficult and it's not always clean when you move on and, and, and bring in that air apparent and you and and you go to the air apparent and you go to the guy who's waiting in the wings. It's not difficult. I mean, excuse me, it's not easy. And and, and Tom Brady, he has an ego just like anybody else who who, who is great. Greatness requires somewhat of an ego. And he's competitive. Tom Brady wouldn't wouldn't have won five Super Bowls if he wasn't competitive, if he wasn't maniacal, if he wasn't a hard worker, if he wasn't a guy who believed in himself and had confidence in himself. He wouldn't be where he's at today if he didn't have that side of himself. So he's great. And greatness requires individuals, people to do things you know, and, and, and just push and push and push. And and the way he brady has taken has taken care of his body at the age of forty at the age of forty, the way he's playing at the age of forty, it defies logic. It's illogical to think that the quarterback or anybody at the age of forty in the National Football League still could basically be the MVP of this league. He is playing like an MVP and he easily could be named the MVP though I don't think he would have been the MVP if Carson Wentz went down. But even still, Carson Wentz still easily could be the MVP of the National Football League. But Tom Brady, at the age of 40, is doing amazing things. And when you're doing amazing things at the age of 40, and you're still playing and still making plays and doing big-time things on that football field, it's kind of difficult, kind of hard for you to go to that next guy. It's just... Tough to do. It, it, it would be easier if Tom Brady had an average season. It would be easier if instead of Tom Brady and the Patriots being thirteen and three, they were nine and seven or ten and six. It would be easier. But when you're thirteen and three, when you have the best record in the AFC, when you have home field advantage throughout the course of the playoffs, when you have a guy who's playing like an MVP, it's very difficult to go to that next guy. And at some point in some time, the Patriots have to think about tomorrow. Because we, we can talk about today, and today is beautiful. Today is great. Today, the Patriots are preparing for a divisional round game next week in Foxborough. And if things work out, they'll be preparing for you know, a conference championship game in Foxborough. And if things work out, they're they'll be preparing for a Super Bowl in Minnesota. And if things work out there, they'll be walking away with a sixth NFL title, six sixth Super Bowl title. But that's today. Tomorrow, Tom Brady still, he'll be 41 at the start of next season. And you had at least one guy in the room, in your quarterback room, other than Brady, who you thought, could be that next guy. And Jimmy Garoppolo, the way he played for could be that next guy. But unfortunately for the New England Patriots, he's gonna be that next guy for somebody else. But again, we'll see what happens. We'll see. The Patriots, you know, they put out a statement saying they're all together, they're unified, you know, that we're all on the same page. Kumbaya, you know, we we bonbons and all that good stuff. We love each other. Life is great. We're all on the same page. We deny what what's going on in that story. It ain't true. Kraft did not force Belichick to trade Garoppolo in order to make Brady happy, according to the New England Patriots. Okay. You know, there's nothing definitive in that story. There is a level of speculation. Who knows? Anyway, you can listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash Gant, where you can listen to this show and other great shows. Follow us on Twitter at Go4 can Facebook, go 4 can Go to the website, go 4 Sports.com. We're supposed to be uh, joined by Willie Roe. Obviously that won't be happening today. Hopefully we'll get him on as we go throughout these playoffs. For everybody, here I go for it. We hope you have a great weekend. We hope that everything goes well. And we hope, especially if you're on the East Coast, that you stay nice and warm and watch some football. See you later. Take care. Bye.